world of Pokémakers. I'm Professor Fierce. And I'm Professor Fierce. But if that's too confusing, you can call us Alex and JD. For some people, Pokémon are pets. Others, use them for battles. We're here to create all new Pokémon and a world for them to inhabit. Last time, we talked about field abilities and all of the ways in which you can interact with the environment from the overworld. And we made a couple of fairy-type marshmallow Pokémon, including the first fire fairy Pokémon, the evolution being Smorish, and we've decided to change the name of Wishmallow to Smorsh. 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 It's cuter, it's smaller, it fits better with Smorish. It's squishy. We mentioned a few weeks ago that eventually we would come around to doing fossil Pokemon. Yeah. And that's now, because Yay. we've come up with a really cool, unique idea for how we can do some fossil Pokemon. Yes. And I think to start with, we're going to go to Town Map. come to the town map to talk about fossils? Because we're going to be making an area central to the fossils, very much rooted in the real world West Coast. Uh-huh. But before we get to that, let's briefly run down what we mean by fossil Pokemon. Okay. Generation 1 introduced fossil Pokemon, a unique way of obtaining Pokemon by finding a fossil and taking it to a lab where it could be revived into the ancient form of that Pokemon. The theory goes that the rock type is purely because they are fossils and they're recreated from fossils and they're not actually supposed to be rock type. They weren't originally rock types when they were alive. Mm -hmm. Generation 2 didn't have any more, but then Generations 3, 4, 5, and 6 all repeated this pattern until Generation 7 took a break and was like, no, we're done with doing that for now. Generation 8 comes along and decides, we're going to change up what fossils mean in Pokemon <laughs> and give us the weirdest things we've ever seen. <laughs> I like the concept. The concept is great. Of taking these parts of fossils that were incomplete and sort of mix-matching them together. It very much fits with how fossils are discovered and explored by scientists early on. And it's very good. It's a very good concept, very good idea. The execution drives me crazy. <laughs> I hate that they don't fit. I mean, that is obviously intentional, and that's part of the point. I know it's intentional, but I don't like it. Yeah, it's not to say they're badly designed, it's that you don't personally like what that design is. Yes. In fact, I appreciate the design. I completely understand what they're going for. It's very intentional, yeah. it's very thought out, and aesthetically, I hate it. The important point to take from this, though, is that Generation 8 changed the formula for what fossils can be. Which means they don't necessarily have to be one any given thing. No, they don't all have to be just rock plus thing and do the same thing over and over and over again. So we can do something distinct, mm -hmm. something particularly very West Coast. Such as? While I was doing research, it hit me a very cool local area that is a very specific thing to this one part in California, in Los Angeles, the La Brea Tar Pits. Yay. Translation, the the tar tar pits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alex, what are the La Brea Tar Pits? From what I understand, the La Brea Tar Pits are a series of tar pits in California in which prehistoric animals have been found. It is the single largest site of fossil discovery in the world. There's a museum at the site as well, showing off many of their fossils. They have like an entire wall just of dire wolf skulls Incredible. found in the tar pits. It's specifically like Ice Age animals. Mostly. Mostly. One human has been found really? in the tar pits. Yeah. Or I didn't know that. Probably pretty early human, but... Yeah. Yeah, Still. fascinating. Yeah. For the most part, these are animals that either just got stuck in the tar pits or tried to help pull other animals out. And because they were essentially sunk in, their bodies then encased, it preserved them. A lot of organic material ended up remaining as well. Yeah. Which is an interesting thing, considering fossil Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Because they wouldn't have to be rock type. Absolutely not. There's no rock involved. They're not preserved in stone in any way. I do think, though, we want a unifying type to represent the tar in which they've been preserved. Okay. Tar as part of 
their overall aesthetic. And I think for that, the best fitting type would be Poison. Oh. Oh? You thought different. I did. What did you think? I thought you were going to say Ice. Oh. Well, Ice would be cool if we were going for more of an Ice Age thing, like Frozen in Ice, like a woolly mammoth oh, kind of thing. Oh, that's true. And that's a really cool concept as well. And works fairly locally. But I like the Tar Pits thing because it is so specifically local. There are other yeah. smaller Tar Pit areas, but nothing like this. Nothing to the scale. Of Wolverine. Yeah. And they are fascinating things. They are super interesting. Yeah. And so I think we could come up with a cool area to explore in and later on make some cool poison type Pokemon for these. Yeah. But before we get to the Pokemon, I want to talk about the area itself. Yes. Because I think it's not going to just be you walk into a museum, someone hands you a rock and someone else revives that rock yeah. or whatever. Because come on. That's boring. The tar pits present such a cool, unique opportunity for a location to explore. Yeah. We don't have to be entirely realistic. We can essentially make a route out of some tar pit area. It doesn't just have to be a museum or a town. And then you get to navigate these tar pits in this cool way. Probably with the aid of the poison type elemental shard. Yes. As some kind of puzzle solving material. It could clear patches of tar. It could move tar. It could allow you to essentially surf on the tar. That's exactly what I was thinking as you were describing that. I was like, oh, this is something you can interact with in the overworld. This can be some kind of maze or like oh, absolutely. a puzzle. Like some kind of puzzle. You have to get through the tar pit and you need something that allows you to cross over it, mm -hmm. essentially. There are so many, like, poison-type Pokemon that are just wherever. This yeah. is such a location-specific thing to find Grimer. Yeah, you would absolutely and, still have like, <laughs> handfuls of those sorts of Pokemon here, too. Yeah, absolutely. So the area itself. Mm -hmm. We know there's gonna be some kind of maze. I think there should still be some kind of museum here as well. Yes, absolutely. Either at the entrance or at the very back. And I think that's where you then get given your fossils. You don't think you find the fossils? in the tar? That's also an option. One thing I was thinking, because it's California, it's LA, this would tend towards the south of the region. Yes. Which in theory would mean in Pokemon North, you would get the fossils way earlier than yeah. in Pokemon South. So one idea I had was that what if the place you go to revive the fossils is actually further north in the region? Okay. That way you reach that point in Pokemon South and then you have to wait until you get the fossils and then go back. Okay. In Pokemon North, you get the fossils and then later on reach the point that you can revive them. So you'd be able to revive them around about the same point in the game. Okay. That's an option. It doesn't have to be the way we do it because yeah. it could just be instead there are other Pokemon available in the north rather than in the south. I like having them available at about the same time. That doesn't negate the question of whether or not you find the fossils yourself in the tar mm -hmm. or if... Mm -hmm someone gives them to you. I think there'd probably be someone there who gives you the elemental shard that allows you to better navigate. Yes. And that is it. what enables you to find yeah. it. It could be there is some kind of Team Astro presence. You help get rid of them. A museum curator is grateful to you and gives you an elemental shard as a reward. Yeah, that adds up. Team Astro coming in, they're like, hey, this is a big money maker. Also, there's like loads of it's, Pokemon fossils. Yeah, it's so unique. We want this. And we can sell this to we the can, rest of the, re the, rest yeah. of the world. We can sell tickets to this for because Jurassic of, Park. Because at the moment, <laughs> it's a free museum. Yes, especially that. But they want to charge money. They want to take it so that they can charge for it. Yeah. And so like you kick them out of here and the museum yeah. curator is like, oh, thank you. And then you go into the tar pit and find a Pokemon. Which allows you to navigate an area that a lot of people wouldn't be able to. You would still find trainers there, I think. Yeah. And they'd be like, yeah, I also have this elemental shard. Yes. 
but there probably wouldn't be as many trainers as most areas because they'd have to have got the shard from somewhere possibly from the museum themselves yeah. you would absolutely find scientists from the museum yeah doing work thinking about trainer classes that you would meet yeah. you'd meet like researchers yeah. and then hikers yeah you're making hiking arm movements yes that's, that's exactly <laughs> what I was looking for or like campers outdoorsy folks yeah so hikers in most regions tend to specialise in rock and ground types yeah. maybe they tend to use a bit more poison yeah. because of the types of area you explore I do like that that they tend towards that type different types than they might normally because of where they're exploring I love this like changing one little like tweaking something in the way that Pokemon works and the sort of domino effect of oh and that means that this trainer type is slightly different mm -hmm. and, and it fits because we're essentially replacing rock in the fossil with poison in the fossil yeah. so it's still the same sorts of Pokemon they would tend to use in other regions yeah I really like that yeah that makes me really happy maybe we'll make a new regional variant for this area as well that's a poison type that wasn't a poison type in its own region yeah that was originally a rock type especially yeah. if it was originally a rock type the actual tar pits themselves are going to be somewhere in the vicinity of the town with Tom's gym oh yeah it's like a little bit outside of town yeah it'll be another sort of side route probably not the main path but it'll probably lead to somewhere else because it would be a bit weird if just this area was yeah. completely optional but didn't lead anywhere yeah I think it's a, an optional you can go through the tar pits which is like a longer route to get to yeah. the next place or you can take sort of the, the shorter more traveled road essentially yeah I like that because you don't in any of the games you don't actually need the fossil Pokemon oh, no. to progress the story so it's entirely optional the other routes also probably just offers a different elemental shard yes absolutely and so the choice that you have is which one do you want or which one do you want first because obviously you can mm -hmm. backtrack and mm -hmm. go to the other as well or do you just proceed to the next gym and leave that area entirely yeah. maybe till the post game it depends on what your priorities are as a player and mm -hmm. what you want to be doing let's name this location okay so the Brea Tarpits. Yes. La Brea meaning Vertar. <laughs> We could try and do something similar in where we name it something that just means tar okay. differently. Or, so our towns are going to be named after famous people in the Pokemon world. Mm -hmm. I think, have we talked about the idea of locations outside of towns being named after Pokemon? Not on the podcast, I don't think. Okay. Do we want to do that? Maybe. Well, I've got a suggestion for if we do that. Okay. What if we change Brea to RV and call it the La RV Tar Pits? <laughs> No. <laughs> no, you don't like that? It's really goofy. Oh, definitely. Also, <laughs> Avatar is a rock type. Yeah, at least pick a poison type. But I liked the pun. It was a good pun. I'll give you the pun, I'll give you the pun. But let's not do that. No. Okay, what do we want for them? Do we want it to be a Pokemon? It could be a Pokemon in a different language. Ooh. So we could look up some of the Spanish names for some poison types. Oh, that's fun. Specifically Grimer and I'm starting with Grimer. Flavorfully, I think they fit the best. Like, that would also make sense, like, explorers finding this place in a Pokemon world and being like, ah, these weird pits are like muck pits. <laughs> <laughs> La muck pits could just La be... La muck pits. It's not even terrible. Ah, yes. We don't call it tar in the world of Pokemon. We just call it muck. So gross. <laughs> well, Grimer's Spanish name is uh, Grimer. <laughs> and Muck's Spanish name is uh, Muck. Yeah, how much did they change? Turns out Spanish language doesn't really change Pokemon names from English. 
<laughs> so just naming it the Spanish name for a Pokemon is just naming it the English name for a Pokemon. And I mean, calling it the Lamuk Tarpits isn't the worst name in no. the world. But if we look at the Japanese names for Grimer and Muk, Grimer is Bet Better and Muk Bet Baton, coming from the Japanese Beto Beto, meaning sticky. Which is not bad. The sticky Tarpits. It's descriptive. Yeah, it's a little silly. We could just call it the Beto, or we just call it the Grimer Pits or the Muk Pits. I mean, that's not terrible. No. For now, I don't think we want to do the la thing if we're not yeah, doing anything yeah. specific. So for now, let's just call them the Muk Tar Pits. And if we come up with a better name later, we can change it. Yeah, absolutely. Nothing's fixed in stone. I think I prefer the Grimer Tar Pits. The Grimer Tar Pits? Yeah. Tweeter us. Do you prefer the Grimer Tar Pits or the Muk Tar Pits? We want one of them. Mm. One of those for sure fits aesthetically. <laughs> Unless. Unless? Maybe we end up making a new Pokemon that oh. was first discovered here. Oh. Are you thinking one of the fossils or are you thinking... I'm thinking a separate Pokemon okay. that we don't have to make today because we want to make our fossils today. Yeah. But a separate Pokemon that is made of the type, this would probably be a pure poison type. Yeah. Fun fact, every odd number generation has introduced at least one pure poison type huh. and no even number generation ever has. So if this were to be generation nine, yeah. we'd be expected to have a pure poison type. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can work on that in a, yeah. a later episode. This is something we'll come back to. Maybe we put Brea in that Pokemon's name. Yeah, that would actually be really good. Yeah. And then it all comes together. Do you have any more specific thoughts maybe about the puzzle mm. i'd kind of like to have a vague idea of what this puzzle itself looks like i'm thinking more of a maze where like there are some pathways that are not covered in tar that are safe to walk on and there are some that are blocked off by tar and mm. so you'll follow a pathway and it might turn out to be a dead end oh yeah hang on wait what if to start with it is just a maze mm. and before you get the shard to get to the museum you know essentially have to navigate this maze yes. then when you get that then you get the elemental shard and that allows you to essentially surf or walk on yes. the tar yes you only get the wild pokemon battles when you're on the tar and there are some areas that you can only access by going across the tar. Yes. Maybe once or twice here and there, other parts of the region, there are like minor tar spots yeah. to get like hidden items. Yeah. But let's not waste any more time. It's time for Who's That Pokemon? So, poison type fossil Pokemon. This is very interesting. Yeah, especially as doing this could allow us to make some really cool, unique, rare type combinations. Ooh. Because poison is relatively low on the list of types for how many combinations they've been paired with already. Mm. You know, flying, water, psychic, they've been paired with every type. Yeah. And poison's been paired with most types, although a lot of them are unique. There has never been a normal poison type. Okay. There's never been an ice poison type, so maybe we do make an ice type Ooh. fossil. There's never been a poison steel type, but we have already made Doomatile. Yes. But also, Poison is quite high on the list of Pokemon with unique type combinations. Mm. Krogunk and Toxicroak, the only Poison fighting types. Huh. The only Poison flying types ever are the Zubat line, back in Generation 1 and a little Gen 2. Sure. Nidoqueen and Nidoking are to this day the only Poison ground types. Huh. Salandit's Lazzle, the only Poison fire. Slowbro and Slowking in Galarian form, the only Poison psychic types. Mm -hmm. And Galarian Weezing, the only Poison fairy. Nihilego of the Ultra Beast, the only Poison rock type. Ghastly Haunter Gengar, the only poison ghost. <laughs> Toxel Toxtricity, the only poison electrics. There's a lot of unique types as well yeah. as a few unused types. Huh. In generation one, poison was the most common type, bar yeah. none. There were 33 poison types, and even water only had 32. And now it's like the sixth least common type. So let's play with that a little bit. Yeah. Typically, when you've got fossils, there were two evolution lines of two stages each. Yes. So I think we each make a two-stage evolution line for our fossils. Okay. Do you want to go first? I do have a concept for a fossil that I really, really want to do. Awesome. What's your idea for a fossil Pokemon? I don't 
don't know if you know this, but states have <laughs> official fossils. Yep. The official state fossil of California is the saber-toothed tiger. The saber-toothed tiger is a phenomenal thing. It's kind of wild they haven't done that as a fossil already. Okay, so a poison type. So I'm thinking the poison is represented by at least parts of it are covered in tar. Yeah, maybe some of the coloring, there's just some globbies on Yes, it like splotches of tar. Maybe on its signature saber teeth, there's some tar on those. Maybe dripping off a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. So a poison type saber-toothed tiger. Do you have any thoughts on what a secondary type you would want for that? I was thinking about ice, because yeah. specifically Ice Age. Yep. And I was thinking about like the teeth being icicles mm, was, sure. was a fun concept yep. that I had in my mind. The idea of doing a fossil that is either because it's frozen in ice or because it's in tar to be a way to get a poison ice type is great because they're types that really don't pair together naturally. Yeah. I'm all for this. Okay. I'm imagining in Pokemon North, this is probably the earliest you can get an ice type, mm. even though you have to wait till you can revive it. So you're yeah. a little bit past the center. It's before you've reached the very icy North. Yes. And this would be one of the latest ice types you could find in Pokemon South. Yeah. Core concept evolution stage. It's pretty clear, right? Yeah. You've got a saber-toothed tiger cub. Yeah, like a little kitten. A little kitten. Saber-toothed kitten. Yeah. It's got sort of like little little things. Yeah. And then it grows into a big, scary, powerful saber-toothed tiger. Yeah. Very muscular. Very like broad. The front. Yes. Yeah. 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 I can see it. It's very Pokemon. Yeah. I mean, I barely have to ask anymore. Oh, what kind of coloring do you think? Because mm. I'm thinking maybe it's not just like black and yellow. No, no, no. I'm thinking maybe like a bluish white mm -hmm. purple purple for poison bluish yeah, white yeah. for ice and those are the stripe colors yeah the purple replacing the black and yeah thinking some like purple splotches that are kind of striped yeah that's a fun color combo yeah splotches of black iridescent Ooh. tar around it yeah its tail's got like a little flick of tar yes. coming off it okay yeah that's good and then that's you've good. got the fangs being made of ice yes with some poisony drips off the end. Yeah. Would have moves like... Poison Fang is a move? Yes. Ice Fang is a move? Both of those. Before we even get to the names, Strong Jaw is an ability. Yes, it, it has It powers that. up biting moves. It has that. It's Tyrant and Tyrantrum signature ability. Hmm. Because T-Rex. Yeah. How could you not give it... Absolutely. ...to this? Absolutely. Probably a very powerful physical attacking Pokemon. Yes. <laughs> this stuff writes itself. Yeah. Design-wise, I think we're done on this Pokemon. Yeah. So let's get some names for a Sabertooth Cub and a Sabertooth Tiger Smilodon. Smilodon is a great word to work with. They're also kind of, they remind me a lot of mountain lions, so maybe there's something there, like mm -hmm. cougars or pumas maybe. So just like the word saber yep. is strong. And then you've got tooth words like dent. Well, we've used dent We have used dent. For the cub, consider Smilo Cub. Smilo Cub's good. Or Smilo Kit. Oh, I like that. Smilo Cat as well, but I think Smilo Kit I think is my favorite. Yeah. Smilo Kit. Smiley and then it kid. evolves, and then we get the saber in there for the evolution. Yes. Saberdon. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Saber Frost. Saber Riger. Frost Saber. Toothsicle. <laughs> Isacat. Isacat isn't terrible. <laughs> that one feels like it would have been better for the pre-evolution though. Like you I could keep that. Maybe. I love Smilo being in the baby because then it, it's, like, just it, it's smiley. Yeah. It, you show it being very smiley as a baby and it evolves and gets a bit more serious. Yeah. And that's when it's Saber. Yeah. Saberettle. Saberoos, because it's tar. <laughs> Oh yeah, there's also like poison stuff that we could play with. Saber Tarth. Tarth. <laughs> Saber Tarth. Tarth. <laughs>
Glacaba, like glacier. Mm. Glacaba. Glacaba is not bad. Glacaba. Yeah. I like the gla. I know it's from Glacier, but from Smilekit to Glacaba makes it sound like it's glad. Yeah. Like it's got that kind of like. It's mul. It, it, it's multifaceted. Yep. Smilekit into Glacaba. Glacaba or Glacaba? Glacaba. Smilekit into Glacaba. How would you spell that? G-L-A. Probably then just go to S-A-B-R-E. Maybe it should be Glaciaba. I mean, that looks cool. That looks cooler than this word. Yeah. Glaciaba rather than Glaciaba. I like Glaciaba. And also, cool. it, it gets the Glaciaba in there a bit better. Glaciaba or Glaciaba, but Smilekit into that. Yes. They've got Strong Jaw as their main ability. I'm thinking they could share a hidden ability. It could be something new related sure, to the tar. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember when I was first thinking about this as well, I also considered Gooey, which is the Gudra lines signature ability okay. which contact with that pokemon lowers the attacker's speed okay because they get stuck like the car that's not terrible yeah i like the idea of a new unique ability that's something to do with contact yeah and it involves the tar doing something it could be it poisons them it could be burning because tar can burn right yeah i think make contact with and become poisoned fits really well not only because of the tar thing but also because of the poison typing so there is a similar ability to that already called poison point, mm. which is just when a Pokemon with this ability hits hit by a move that makes contact, there's a 30% chance the attacking Pokemon become poisoned. I think we could change that though to say 20% chance mm. of becoming badly poisoned. Okay. Like toxic. Yeah. Which is the poison that gets worse over time. Yeah, yeah. Toxic tar. Toxic tar is toxic good. Tar. So that would be the hidden ability for the other line as well. So do we want another main ability? Something like intimidate. Or did you want it to be something that could resist ice like thick fat? For what it's worth, it would already resist ice by virtue of being an ice type. Yeah, I think something like Intimidate yeah. fits really well because like a scary predator yeah. animal. Does it still have Intimidate before it evolves? No. No? So maybe Intimidate replaces Thick Fat. The baby can have Thick Fat. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So how about you? Do you want to make a fossil? Yeah! Do you have uh, an idea in mind? Smilodon was definitely an animal that I was looking at. Mm. There's the classic idea of the woolly mammoth that got stuck in the tar, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And like, I thought about that, but like there is already mammoth swine to be kind of a mammoth thing that's also an ice type. And that's Fair. While you do think of the mammoth stuck in tar, I think it's a more iconic image for the mammoth stuck in ice. Yeah. Frozen in ice. Yes. So I'm interested in doing something a bit different. I've looked into the kinds of animals that have been found in the tar. Dire wolves show up a lot, so a dire wolf could be cool. Ooh. But we've just done a big, a big fighty mammal, predator. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm thinking it was less common for them to get stuck in there, but I think doing some kind of bird would be really cool. Ooh. Because again, poison flying, a type combination we haven't seen since Zubat, Golbat, and Crobat. Yeah. Do you have a particular bird in mind? Not necessarily. It's got to be some kind of prehistoric bird. Yeah. Grebes, pelicans, cormorants, and hingas. Never heard of that. Herons and ibis. Ducks, geese, and swans. Storks, vultures. This is just the list of individual things that have been found. Multiples of some of these have probably been found. There are so many fossils in the tar pits. Yeah. It's nuts. You can't walk through the tar pits without tripping over them. Incredible. I mean, you can't walk through the tar pits. No. But hawks, eagles, falcons, cranes, coots, rails, quails, and turkeys. Teratornus. Let's look at Teratornus. What is this? A genus of huge North American birds of prey, the best known of the Teratorns. A large number of fossil and sub-fossil bones representing more than 100 individuals have been found in locations in California. <laughs> Oregon, yes. Southern Nevada, Arizona, Florida. The most are from the Californian La Brea Tar Pits. Perfect. Teratonis. It's got some very vulturous vibes going on. Ooh, 
yeah. That's like a really distinct look mm-hmm. for an animal. So Teratornis means monster bird. Oh, that's it's so cool. The large head, by the way. Look at that head. Yeah. Oh, that's that's going to be so fun to play with yep. visually. Design-wise, I think it's just like a young bird evolving into a larger bird. Yeah. Like, I don't think we need to go too in-depth on that. I think the art would bear it out. You've got tar. Yeah, like dripping off of the feathers. Maybe before it evolved, it's a bit fluffier. Yeah. They haven't tended to do a lot of fluffy birds. I like a fluffy bird. Yeah. Terra Tornado. Ooh. Terra Toxic. Terra Toxic. Very good. Terra Toddler. <laughs> With a baby. The baby. Terra. T-E-R-R-O-R. Tornis. Yeah. Terror Tornis. That's probably just too close to what it is. The discovery of Terror Tornis defied some earlier theories that modern condors, swans, and bustards represent the size limit for flying birds. So they were big, by the way. They were very big. Very big. Very big. Maybe there's some, there's a word there. Titanium. Titan. Titan. Terra Titan. Terra Titan. Terror Titan. Terror Titan. I like Terror Titan. Terror Titan. A lot. Yeah. Big scary. <laughs> this is what those words are. Terror Tot into Terror Titan. I mean, that's cute. Right? Yeah. It's cute. Close to Terror Torn. Yeah. Terror Tot into Terror Titan. I like that. Terror Tot to Terror Titan. They've got Toxic Tar as their hidden ability, so we don't need to worry about that. Yeah. For the baby, something about it being fuzzy. That's fluffy. Yeah. So on the Smile Kit yes. line, the baby went from thick fat to the evolution having intimidate mm-hmm. you could do something like fluffy to intimidate oh that's an idea signature ability of the moment of Driftblim flare boost it powers up special attacks when the Pokemon is burned hmm. it's tar <laughs> it's flammable gale wings talonflame's ability yeah. it's definitely cool and powerful gives priority to flying type moves when its HP is full huh. so it makes them like quick attack they go fast yeah something related to its very big wings is pretty good it's a big bird I think gale wings is its main ability Sure. And then instead of intimidate, give it a nerve as its second ability. The one okay, that prevents yeah. other Pokemon from eating their berry. And go ahead, you can have Fluffy as the pre-evolution yeah. ability. I think they'll have very colourful heads. Mm. I mean, you know, here's the thing. We don't know what they look like. We don't know what they look like. But they're typically depicted with colourful heads. I think its feathers can be purpley. Yeah. yeah Purple yeah. feathers. With sort of black dripping off the ends. Yeah. It's got a much cuter beak before it evolves. Yeah. Giant beak of death when it does evolve. Yeah. Let's talk about that personality. It gives a good sense of the Pokemon and Smiler Kit, very happy yeah. and playful kitten. Glaciaba, much more serious and stoic. Yeah, scary. Like, I'm picturing like Smiler Kit just kind of standing in front of it, being like, I want to be my friend. And then the big, like, parent cat is like, Do not touch my son. <laughs> <laughs> my instincts for personalities for the birds feels kind of similar. Like, I'm thinking like chirpy, happy go lucky Terra Tot yeah. into angry, two cannon esque yeah, yeah. Terra Titan. Yeah. But is that just, is it just the same is that kind of boring no no i like it okay its name is terror titan it's not (laughs) a friendly bird oh should we let's name their fossils okay the tooth fossil fossils from the past dome and helix as well as old amber root and claw skull and armor cover and plume Jaw and sail, and then birdfish, drake, dino. So, like, tooth fossil and feather fossil is not. I mean, it could they be. They haven't been taken? Yeah, why not? They're not similar enough? No, that's fine. Or aren't too similar? The tooth fossil and the feather fossil. Yeah. And you can revive them somewhere that we haven't decided yet. We'll find out at some point in time. Oh. <laughs>
Today we discussed the Olsean equivalents to the La Brea tar pits in Los Angeles. A fascinating real-world site of fossil discovery in a very unique biochemical setting. Yeah. The area in which you receive not only the poison shard, but also the fossils that you can later revive into actual Pokemon. Mm-hmm. The Pokemon in question, instead of being the standard fossil rock type, are instead poison-based because of the tar pits in which they are found. Yeah. And the Pokemon are... Smilerkit and Glaciaba, Sabertooth Tiger Smilodon-based creatures that are poison ice, a unique type that's so cool. Yeah. And we've got Terratot and Terratitan, based on a terrifying, unique North American bird, the Terratornis, many of which were found in the La Brea Tar Pits. It's poison flying type for the first time since Crobat in Generation 2. So some really cool stuff. Yeah! I'm assuming this is still the case, like in classic games, where you get the choice of one of the fossils. So, which one would you choose? Let us know. In the meantime, thank you for listening to Pokemakers. And thank you to the Pocket Podcast Network for hosting us. You can find other cool shows on the network, such as... Steampunks. Home Viewing. And our other show, Sorted. Our theme music is by Mike Freitag. You can find him on Twitter, at Admiral Amara. And you can find us on Twitter, at Pokemakers. You can also find us both individually. I'm at CodenameJD. And I'm at Pichu, P-T-C-H-E-W. If you have any ideas, concepts, any art, anything you'd like to share with us related to Fakemon, the podcast, anything Pokemon, we would love to see it. So please tweet it at us. Until next time, gotta gotta make make them all. all. Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket. Hi, I'm Brittany, and I have a bachelor's degree in film and television. And I'm Jessica, and I have a bachelor's degree in equine studies. What would happen if we put our heads together? We would come up with the new best worst horse movie. Like a movie where a horse is the best hard-boiled detective the city has ever seen. Or a movie where horses are fighting in the front lines in a space war. We're doing just that here at Colt Classics, a new show on the Pocket Podcast Network. Join us every other Monday for good horses, bad plots, and all the bad horse movies you never knew you needed in your life. 